Yeah, pietism, the reason pastors aren't involved, you see it there. So here's the number one thing I've heard from my fellow churchmen over the years. Don't matter what you do within the civil government realm, they say this, we should just preach the gospel. Okay, so now you have to dismantle that. So the first thing I say to people is, number one is this, nobody just preaches the gospel. Um, do you ever go for a walk with your wife, ever wrestle with your kids, ever use the bathroom? So nobody just preaches the gospel. Secondly, I always tell them, notice when they say we should just preach the gospel. Like next time the next church potluck is announced, see if someone jumps up and says, oh no, we should just preach the gospel. Or when the next time the church softball team is being organized, see if someone says, oh no, we should just preach the gospel. It's only when you bring up some matter dealing with civil government that they say we should just preach the gospel. Why? Because it's meant to put a wet blanket over you, to neutralize you, to shame you, to make you feel unspiritual about being involved in civil government matters. Because American Christianity and all of Christianity in the West has pillared this pietistic form of Christianity, which lauds itself for its lack of involvement in civil government matters, which is complete idiocy. Because God's word speaks to every area of our life and every area of life, including the matters of civil government. Therefore, the church and us as churchmen have a duty to explain to people what God's word has to say. In this country, for over 150 years, we had what was known as election sermons, where a churchman came to either the state house or to the county house. All the magistrates gathered, the people gathered, and they taught from the word of God. What is the role? What is the function? What are the limits of civil authority? What's our relationship to civil authority as the people? These types of things, that's all been lost. And because of that, we're in a complete mess right now. And the third thing I'd say about that matter of just preaching the gospel is, where are all these people just preaching the gospel? Because like, I never see them. I never run into them. I never even find a track laying around. And so it's like, you have to dismantle their little slogans to show how bankrupt they are. And um, if you meet with your churchmen and your church leadership, and they don't want to have anything to do with um, doing right in the sight of Christ, those things which are dear to his heart, you know, standing against injustice, showing love to our neighbor, um, these types of things, then you should just move on and find a church that is faithful to the word of God both in the preaching and in how people behave in the congregation and how they do ministry. So, so I want to bring this up because we pick apart, we, we see us pick apart different parts of the Bible and use that for justification to say, hey, we just want to preach the word, preach the word. You have the government that says, hey, you're not allowed to talk about politics from the pulpit or we're going to take away your ability to preach. Um, mm -hmm. But but that's a that that's that's not a new phenomenon. That's been happening for forever. But there's a scripture that I've always gone to, and it's actually the one that I I use to tell people very clearly, even pastors. Because I talk to pastors all the time. Some of them are like Joe. Hey, listen, you just need to pray. We need to have a prayer meeting, and you need to stop fighting. You need to stop fighting, and you need to let God take control. You're not bigger than God. And I'm thinking to myself, James two twenty six. And they're like, what? And some pastors, by the way, don't even know what that that is. <laughs> I mean, it's fundamental to me. It has been fundamental for a long time. But I'll read it to you. For the body without the spirit is dead, so faith without works is dead also. You know, I, for a long time, I had my head in the sand. 
for a long time, I chased, I chased success that I thought success was. So I still did the work. I was still incarcerated youth helping those guys. I played football with inner city uh, guys, 18 to you know 35. I, I've done, I've served my community and served it well, trying to help the most vulnerable among us. But I, but I, I stopped short of trying to change or stand in the way of these tyrants as they basically bullied and, and destroyed entire communities, decayed the poorest among us. By the way, they're not decaying the wealthy first. They're decaying the, 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 the lowest of low, the foundation of some of these communities. And I, I often now refer to this because it's necessary for us to act. It's necessary, I think, for pastors to stand in the gap and actually show, to actually do the hard work, to plow the fields with the people around them and to adopt an ethos that I think is is biblical also and that is what they do to one of us they do to all of us right absolutely yeah no I, I agree you know Amy Carmichael right she was a missionary 100 years ago a little over 100 years ago she went over to India to preach the gospel she gets there she realizes wow there's temple prostitution going on these young girls are being used as prostitutes in the temple. She gets involved in actually violating the laws of the land, helping them escape from temple prostitution. Her supporters back home get word of it, and they write to her and say, Amy, we, we sent you there to save souls. We sent you there to just preach the gospel and save souls. We don't want you involved in this temple prostitution stuff. She wrote a fantastic letter back, and in the letter she said, souls are more or less attached to bodies. And she went on to talk about the fact that how does how do you think these people can take seriously Christ and the claims of Christianity if there's this great evil going on and I just act indifferent towards it? And she found that because she took action against it, it gave them it gave her opportunity to present Christ's claims and his salvation um, to them. I think that is what needs to happen. People need to get that thinking more and more. The churchmen really, though, have have been an annihilation upon the Christian people in this country. And um, it is good to see young men stepping up into some of the pulpits who truly love Christ. I've been encouraged by that. I had another thought on that, too, um, but I forgot it. It becomes more common. The older I get, it becomes more common. Sorry. So, so here we are. We, you know, we have a we have a plan that we're putting together, and that is we're going to go across the country, hundred days, hundred cities, uh, groups of men and women to walk two by two. In other words, talking about this plan. And you know, I'm, I'm kind of I'm going to push this over to you because um, I feel convicted. I feel convicted that this is actually what we need to do, and that while Antifa and BLM are perverting and changing history and showing something that's bad and making it good and creating and indicting the character of our entire society, which I'm not telling you that those problems don't exist. I'm just telling you that those that there are more good people in our communities, albeit some are cowardly, some are not willing to stand up and take the take the punches, but that we as people can can come together collectively set aside our petty differences and focus on mission of restoring God to the roots, to the foundation of, of our communities and of our society. And that we can do that by the thousands. We can literally just come. It's a very simple process. The, the, the doctrine of the lesser magistrate is very simple. 
problem solution. Here's the problem, here's the solution, right? And never walking into a problem without coming up with a solution and, and, and denying them the ability, learning the power of the word no and denying them the ability to tell us that we have to service the symptoms. So we have to leave that problem in place. Um, and this can be used for critical race theory, it can be used for gender fluidity, it can be used to take down flags, pride flags, and say the only flag that you will fly inside of your classroom will be an American flag. That's the flag that we choose. Like we don't, we, we're, we're not, that, that we live here in America, we are Americans. And we can literally stop this, create a standard of the mores of society by doing this. And so I feel convicted to do it. I feel convicted to go from city to city and talking about the doctrine of lesser magistrates. I probably spent 40 hours on broadcast talking about the doctrine of the lesser magistrates. Um, I'm probably your number one bookseller <laughs> right. <laughs> right, right now. Um, it, but I, I think that it's necessary for people to not feel hopeless or helpless and to recognize that as a society, we all see it in different degrees. Even those people with their head in the sand, we recognize it. I recognized it seven years ago, eight years ago, 10 years ago. But I just felt like my, that my passion and my family and you know just doing the things that I did, to, to my little part was more important than stepping fully in the gap and risking life and limb, which is ultimately what I'm at, where I'm at right now. Bulletproof glass on my house, thermal cameras, fully armed, can't go anywhere without looking over every shoulder. And I'm okay, I'm comfortable with that now. I'm comfortable with that. But I do believe that everyone has woken up to a certain degree. They just need to feel as if you can stand shoulder to shoulder. And so yes. that, that, that's, that's, that's my plan. My plan is to go to every state in the country to stand there and say, listen, you are the answer. You are, you are the reason why we got to this place, and you are also the reason why we will leave this place and go to a place that gets back to the foundation of God. Amen. No, it sounds great. Um, I want to give a shout out to one of our other sponsors too. That's Axos Bank. Um, I'm excited to have found this bank, and I've done a lot of research on this bank, and um, I'm supposed to have another conversation with them tomorrow because I'm, I'm really interested in how they uh, are going to protect people. I'm really interested in protecting people and their ability to protect their money. I'm not sure that the banking system related to the bigger banks would ever do that. It's one of the reasons why I've never been a part of any big banks. I, I gave that up nearly 20 years ago. Um, but I found this bank, Access Bank. They opened on Independence Day 2000. They're not a crumbling brick and mortar. They're a fully digital bank built on the bedrock of American tradition. Let's take a look at the reward checking account where you can earn the highest interest rate, and it's a big one. Listeners can also get a, a $150 bonus if you open one by July 31st. Big rewards from a bank that believes in freedom to do business without compromising our values. Uh, if you go to accessbank.com slash daily for full details, that's A-X-O-S bank.com slash daily. And for that cash bonus, all you need is a $1,500 direct deposit within the first three months of opening your reward checking account. Uh, so Access Bank is federally insured, member FDIC, and they're for us, all of us, accessbank.com slash daily. Go check them out. Excellent. <laughs> I look forward to seeing it fleshed out, however you're Well, I did build all. diagrams, and I built all this stuff, and now I've got these these timelines and and uh, you know basic standards like these are the standards you have to apply to and these are the standards that that you, so no violence uh, no pushing to violence no talking about violence I mean all the things that, that we should have as an ethos anyway uh, but also mm -hmm. recognizing that we must protect people in our society and in our community when violence is thrust upon us and at that point yeah. um, we have an obligation under God's law to protect our community and to protect those less vulnerable so yeah. absolutely 
I would I would tell people too, um, Joe. We did a thing called County Before Country, and um, if people are interested in it, they could go to countybeforecountry.org. Countybeforecountry.org, and we did this TED Talk style. So these are little fifteen to seventeen minute talks on six massively important topics, and. Um, it's right exactly what you're talking about, how it's important for people to engage in their community and get involved and not sit by and think there's nothing they can do because it's all too big. It's not. County and local government and state government is hugely important in this process of standing against the evil that's being unleashed. I think people have realized not only is Washington DC at war with them, but they also realize that their state officials, by and large, are not going to protect them. And that's why they've rushed into county and local government in order to make a stand for freedom. They realize they no longer have the convenience of being indifferent towards the unjust and immoral actions of their government, that they must get involved. And this doctrine of the lesser magistrate puts in their hands a blueprint to rein in the evil of the superior authorities. The actions that you're talking about in gathering people in the public realm, massively important. I try to get people to understand that. You can't just sit on your computer all the time. You can't just keep talking to each other. You have to engage the population at large. That's why I love going to the universities, going to the high schools, going to busy intersections or gatherings of large people and engaging people for Christ, his great salvation, his rule, and um, the law and word of God. I think that's extremely important um, for us to do at this time. Here's a great story that I hope will encourage your people. Do we have time for like a three minute story? Absolutely. Of position. So when all this pandemic stuff was going on, you may recall that people realized, wow, our state officials love playing the tyrant too. <laughs> you know, with their, all these um, uh, governors became like little emperors and they also learned there's plenty of local tyrants. I, so many people were just stunned by their local boards, county boards and uh, common councils going along with all this evil. We have to understand they bought everybody off, Joe, with two huge mountains, a mountain of lies, and then the more important thing to more, most people, a mountain of money. And so the churchmen loved the money, the people loved the money, the businessmen loved the money, and the government men loved the money. They all love the money. And so even our county here where I live, Washington County, we're one of 72 counties in Wisconsin. We were the only county to defy our governor. We put out a resolution just six weeks after all the nonsense started, defying all of his little emperor-like edicts. And not one other county did that. In fact, we issued two more after that. Understand they had me come in and teach the doctrinal lesser magistrate to the county men. There were, um, um, state representatives there, the sheriff was there, other officials invited in the public. They knew what their duty was in her position, standing in the gap, defying this lawlessness from our governor. But even they kept taking the money. Yeah. So I ended up at loggerheads with them. I said, you can't take the money. The money's all used to legitimize the fiction of this nonsense in the minds of men. And nope, if we don't take the money, somebody else will. And I'm, you gotta break that. But anyways, here's a story. It's May of 2020, Governor Pritzker 
He's the governor of Illinois, just south of where I live here in Wisconsin. In May of 2020, he put out his latest decree. Remember, they were giving him like every 72 hours back then. Oh, yeah. And latest decree was this. It was that um, no businessman anywhere in the state can open their business till I say you can open your business. And now if any businessman opens their business before I say you can open your business, you'll now be arrested and charged with a crime. Well, in a state of 102 counties, only one county the next day gathered their county board together to put out their own decree. And this is Madison County, which sits right on the Mississippi River directly across from St. Louis. They gathered their county board together and their decree stated, our businessmen are free to reopen right now, and we will use all of our power to protect our businessmen. And then they cautioned the governor and the state not to interfere with their businessmen. Well, Governor Pritzker responded in good time and fashion, and he held a press conference the next day saying how he's going to take away Madison County's federal money, their state money, and he had a list of bad things he was going to do to them if they didn't <laughs> get with the program. And uh, in fact, he did that for the next three days in a row. But the board of Madison County didn't flinch. They stood resolute. They didn't falter, didn't pee on themselves. They just stood strong. And then one week to the day after Governor Pritzker had made that order, the Illinois State Police put out a press release declaring, we will not arrest any businessman in the state who opens their business before Governor Pritzker says they can. They had decided to stand with the men at Madison County. And the very next day after that, Governor Pritzker rescinded his order. That's the doctrine of the lesser magistrate. Understand, if it had not been for the interposition of that one county, the entire state would have remained under the tyranny of that draconian decree by Pritzker. That's how important this matter of interposition, this standing in the gap, little county, little city, in defiance of the entire federal government or in defiance of the entire state government, in order to stand for what's right. And get this, Joe, the guy who heads up that county is a Christian brother. He had read my book two years earlier on the Doctrine of Lester Magistrate, had gotten copies for everyone on the county board. They all understood the doctrine. They knew exactly what their duty was in the face of that evil. And they've continued to stand. Pritzker wants to make Illinois the first vaccine passport statewide state in the country. And they've already put out their own decree stating that it will not be implemented in our county. So this matter of the doctrine of the lesser magistrates does bring hope to people and it's needed and necessary. And people ran. I've heard from scores of people, Joe, who, um, because of reading the book, ran for county or local government this last go around and won. Some of them know so little, they contact me and they're like, so now what do I do? You know? <laughs> so, uh, <laughs> but it's exciting to see what God's doing in the hearts of men and seeing that men realize we have to fight. Well, and if, if not us, who? And if not when, if not now, when, right? And that it truly is a place where, you know, it can go two ways. I believe that this is the, the great awakening, um, that this is the great time of restoration for God and the church um, inside of our communities, because you can see the devil mocking God. You can see the devil mocking people and mocking faith um, and saying that God doesn't exist. I mean, you see it everywhere. 
And, you know, uh, there, there's, there's only two ways that this ends. Both of them, God wins, right? I would just rather it be a point where we actually uh, help push us across the finish line and get us to a place where we can restore order in the, in the mores of society. Um, yes. Y- you know, S- Scott Shara, by the way, was the one that actually spoke at, at your church, and his daughter Grace was yes. killed in a hospital. Um, yes. By the way, I want to say something about Scott. He is the most humble, forgiving man I've ever met. And I was ready to go scorch earth on the doctor. I looked at the producer while we were on the show, and I was like, get me all the information on that guy. And he goes, Joe, let me talk to you about forgiveness. <laughs> and I went, okay. And he talked to me, and it affected me. It affected the, my entire person at that point because I was so bent on he needs to pay. He needs to feel the consequences of killing his daughter. And he goes, Joe, I got to the conclusion that, that he murdered Grace, but I had to forgive him. I had to, I had to give it up to God and now just do the work of making sure that no one else faces the same, the same environment. So anyway, what an amazing man. He is. Um, he's a great brother. It was a blessing to have him at our church. You know, he told me, he said, Matt, you're the first church I've been able to speak at. And he said, the churches are afraid to let me speak. And the reason they're afraid is they don't want to offend anyone in the medical profession within their congregations. That was heartbreaking for me. He was weeping when he looked around our church and was thanking me for the opportunity to tell what happened to his daughter. And of course, you know, they killed thousands with those death protocols. And yet we have a media and a government that wants to shove it all under the rug and act like it never happened. I thank God for those people who are continuing to take action in order to get this uncovered so that people can see what immense evil was done here. You know, I think that in, in time, everything will be revealed, right? And I think that it's, it's God's time. We want it to happen right now. We want justice to happen right now. We want to, we want to solve the problem, you know, to plow the field, get everything done. Um, and unfortunately, this, this, whole, this whole last couple of years has taught me the immense amount of, of patience that you have to have in order to walk that path, walk God's path. You have to have faith. And it's not, oh, I had faith for 15 minutes. And God solved the problem. You have to have stamina. You have, to, you have to hold that faith, hold firm in that faith, and be willing to take the punches, be willing to take the, the amount of, of pain, suffering, um, that is necessary in order to show true character. Absolutely. And it, and, yeah. Go ahead. And we're in precarious times right now. Um, but I'll tell you, we're in exciting times right now. And I know you agree with this. Um, I will take where we're at now and what's gone on over the last two plus years over where we were prior to that. Because I'm 61, Joe, and I was watching our nation for decades just slide into decadence, immorality, lawlessness, because we have an American people that are drunk on wealth and ease. And this really shook people up. It really did. And now, unfortunately, they let go and people return to their drunkenness. (laughs) It's going to come back. The tyrants aren't finished. And we're going to have opportunity to exemplify that character you're talking about, we were just talking about in our fealty and love for Christ and neighbor. Yes, 
Uh, well, we're out of time, so I'm going to give you the last last word, but I'd love to have you on again. Um, I'm actually coming to Wisconsin. I have a couple of places that I'll be, and so I, I will definitely come out and try to break bread with you as well. Um, I, uh, you know, what, what amazes me is you said that Scott, you were the first church that Scott spoke at, and I've spoken at three dozen churches. <laughs> and it blows my mind that Scott can't get someone to let him speak to the congregation and convict them of this is what's happening. Yes. And I, I just, I'm, I'm, I'm amazed by it. And again, they're coming for our children. They're not coming for you or I. Like, we're, we're past our prime. Now it's the can they build a generation that, that accepts man's laws and is able to pervert and, and shelf God's laws. If they can do it to our children, it doesn't matter what we say. It doesn't matter what we do. And so I just I look at it as them putting a gun to our children's head and us just letting it happen and just and being happy with the comfort. Again, the things that you talk about, money, greed, success, wealth, about us. And frankly, I think we have to get to the place where we start thinking more about generations, our children, grandchildren, future generations, and enjoying the same success that we've been able to have, same opportunity we've been able to have. I need to do a quick read for one of our sponsors. Um, this podcast brought to you by IP Vanish. If you're tired of feeling like somebody's always watching on the internet, maybe advertisers know a little too much about you. We've talked a lot about IP Vanish. They've been a, a partner of the show for quite some time now. But IPVanish helps you safely browse the internet without exposing your private details to third parties, such as hackers, your ISP, or advertisers. You can use IPVanish on your computers, tablets, phones, even devices like your Fire Stick when you stream media. Um, you can use IPVanish on a limited device at the same time without sacrificing on speed, your computers, tablets, phones. Um, it's, and, and for our listeners, they're, they're offering an incredible 70% off your yearly plan to our listeners with a 30-day money-back guarantee. It's like getting nine months for free. It's super easy to use. All you do is tap one button. You're instantly protected. I will tell you that there are some apps that you have to turn off if you're using like ring apps or things like that you have to turn it off in order to actually access it because it has to have a localized ip address but um that's just something you just learn when you get it but you, you get to keep them from getting access to most of your information uh, those apps just need it to make it necessary to validate who you are uh, so go to ipvanish.com daily use promo code daily you do have to use the slash daily so ipvanish.com daily use promo code daily and claim your 70 percent savings amen so. amen I look forward to seeing you when you get out here to Wisconsin. That'd be awesome. Yeah. Well, I'll give you the final word and then we'll close up. But when we close up, we close up in prayer. So I want to be able to pray for you. Um, and we do that. We pray on the air. I'm going to tell everyone to stick around. I see you. Yeah. I see you. Jeff, I see you trying to leave. You can't leave yet. <laughs> there's there's so many comments, by the way, that um, of people just saying thank you that are visiting the, the websites that we're putting up and and, and I want to start by just saying thank you. Thank you for standing in the gap for so long. And, um, you know, I, I do regret that I, haven't, that I haven't gotten an opportunity to read your book previously or meet you previously, but uh, I'm very happy to be your brother in Christ and be able to stand next to you now. Amen. Same here. Absolutely. Yeah, I would just say in closing, you know, hold your spouse dear and hold your sons and daughters dear. Put the time into them that needs to be put into them. Don't shuffle them off, you know, to daycare. Don't shuffle them off to the government school or those types of places. Um, educate your children yourself, um, you and your spouse together, educating them. Make sure you do family worship together, that you 
take a few times each week. It just needs to be 10 or 15 minutes. Amen. Where you open the word of God as the priest of your home and the family talks about the things of the Lord from scripture. You just go through one book at a time, verse by verse. You might hit one verse. You might go through a whole chapter. These things leave huge indelible marks within your children and they bond you all together. And that needs to take place. Understand this entire culture, the government, media, it's all against family. Why? Because every good statist knows that in order to strengthen the state, you have to weaken the family. And they've done that by design. So it's extremely important that you hold your family dear and do what's needed and that you join in community with good people at a good church and within your local area um, in order to build up good virtues and good character within your sons and daughters so that they get the smell of battle in their nostrils from you going out to the halls of the legislature to the local um, public hearings and actually speaking. Extremely important for us to do as men. Your children see that. They see you being persecuted for the faith. They see you defending the faith. They see you showing love to neighbor. That impacts your children. They get the smell about, they want to do that. And often then they don't have to go through the quote unquote, you know, rebellious teen years. <laughs> no, they just join together. Build business with your children. We're blue collar stock. All of my children, my sons and my daughters, build their own businesses. We help them in order to build business. You know what we found that it did for us? Because they start as teenagers. I'm like not big on secondary education and all that kind of stuff. It's like you learned everything in elementary school. They reteach it to you in high school and then they reteach it the first two years of college. When does it all end? They actually get to do what you're interested in. We sit down with our sons and daughters when they're 13, 14. What do you have an interest in? And then we help pillar that. We give them books to read that we were greatly impacted by. That's what they do. They read the book, they write a little report, we have a conversation with them about it, and then they're pursuing a vocation. What do they want to do? Again, we're blue collar stock. And I tell my kids, it isn't like you have to do this the rest of your life, but it's something you always can do. And what it builds within them is good character so that they understand how to shake a man's hand, look him in the eye. But they understand that two of the best, two of the best business builders are having a good attitude and a good work ethic have those two things and you'll never look back because people find that so unusual today and they've all learned that they all have more work they have to turn work away that's how much work they have and i'm talking about business like landscaping window washing um house cleaning painting floor installation and refinishing. Yep. these types of businesses and they all do wonderful my kids are married you know at a young age you know 20 years old 21 years old and having children, they don't have tens of thousands of dollars debt from college, you know, and all that kind of stuff to pay back. And they're able to um, build what's good. If they want to go to college, they go to college. I went to college, and if they want to go, they pay their own way, type of a thing. And we do have one son right now that is going through college. What's nice about college today, you do a lot of it online, but I have to go to the dopey place. And so, let's go to the dopey place, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> You get your little piece of paper. <laughs> and um, but anyway, I would just say understand the importance of family and 
some people say, well, you have to have your family all in proper order. Then you can get involved in civil government matters. I say that as baloney. First off, none of us is perfect. None of us will ever be perfect. And if you wait to your family to perfect, <laughs> you're never going to be involved in civil government. It's not an either or. It's a both and. And they both come under the purview of men and women being good men and women, looking well to their homes, doing right there, and also engaging the magistrates. We have abandoned the magistrates in this country. They don't hear from Christian people. They don't hear from church. I know this because I meet with them and they tell me this. Where are the Christians? The wicked people are lined up at our door all day. Where are you guys been? Yeah. We have to, we have to understand that we must bring them from God's word, their role, their function, their duties, and their limits according to the word of God, and because we live in America also, according to the Constitution and their state constitution. Um, these are important matters. I could go on and on all day, but thank you for the last word on that. Well, I got to tell you, it is it is uh, an honor to have you on the podcast. Um, you know, we will have you on again. There's Where can they listen to your sermons? Like, I know, but they can, if you could tell us where they can find your sermons. Um, we got thrown off of... Um, YouTube for two oh. months. And they, took, they took down my sermon from a year and a half ago on the J6 matter because I preached a sermon mm -hmm. about what happened in the Capitol on the Sunday after it took place. And um, so a year and a half later, they removed that. They've censored other of my sermons too. Uh, one called The Shot, The Tyranny of Man. Anyway, if people want to hear those sermons, they can go to sermonaudio.com. Sermonaudio.com. And my sermons on numerous platforms, but that's the one I go to about myself. Take it from there. Sermonaudio.com. Just hit the speaker button, put in my name, Matthew Chuella. I just put in Chuella, I'm the only one. And, uh, <laughs> and then listen, and there are, the sermons are still up. We can't live stream through YouTube. We've been meaning to move over to Rumble for a long time anyway. And so this forced us to move over to Rumble, and we've had some snafus. Moving over to Rumble, but um, yesterday or Sunday sermon was the first time I think we got a real clear um, live stream. Although the other two we fixed up, so they're totally for that. Um, but yeah, they can go to Rumble Mercy Seat is the words, and um, same at YouTube Mercy Seat or no at YouTube it's Matt Chuella Matt Chuella, um, and you can listen to the sermons. Also, we have a channel called Defy Tyrants at YouTube, and we've been building for a long time there at Rumble.com. Um, and I'm on Gab, and I'm also on um, Facebook, if you want to touch basically on a personal level. Um, are you on Truth? Are you on Truth Social yet? No, I haven't gotten on there yet. we got to get you on Truth Social. It's actually a really good platform. Okay. Although it's, it's taken forever for me to get my little check mark. I think they got offended that I said blue check mark, but I'm not on... I'm not on, uh, what's it called, um, uh, Twitter. So I thought, I, I, I didn't remember it was a red check mark, so they're punishing me right now. I won't give my check mark yet. But you got to get on True Social. It's a really good platform. And then Frank Social is a good platform. You know, we're, we're actually syndicated on nearly 70 different channels, FM stations. I signed this paper, and I was like, yeah, just syndicate our show wherever you want. And so I think that's why they write such bad articles about me, Washington Post, Vice, New York Times, is because they see me everywhere. <laughs> like, we can't shut this guy up. 
Yeah. And I'm not on YouTube. I got kicked off YouTube a long time ago, along with Twitter and a bunch of other stuff. But That's awesome. Yeah, those people are all crazy anyway. <laughs> so yeah. it's good to be able to move on to these other platforms. They, they don't like the fact that we keep talking about God's Word. And uh, yeah. it's been transformative for me. I mean, I've, I've been a believer. I spent a lot of time in the Middle East and Africa helping the most vulnerable there. I spent six and a half years there. And... Um, you know, I've seen a lot. I've seen the most. I've seen the best in people. I've seen the worst in people. But these last two years have strengthened my faith beyond anything that I've ever thought possible. And uh, you know, it certainly has come down and trickled down to my family and my children. Although my son has a hard time talking to me because I'm constantly hammering him on character and doing the right thing and you know, defying the social norms that they want to put up, like you don't have to hold the door for a woman. I was like, if you don't respect your your girlfriend enough to hold that door open for her, then, you know, the, your character is flawed. And so I've, yeah. I've had hard conversations with him about this stuff. And he's like, Dad, why, why is that important? Why is that the hill to die on? I said, those are always the hills to die on. It's what you do when, pe- when you don't know that people are watching that's more important than when people are watching. Amen. Amen. Well said. So I'm gonna pray. I'm gonna pray if it's okay with you, and then uh, yeah, we'll uh, we'll close out then. So, Father God, we are so grateful for the opportunity we have to be here with Matt. We are so grateful for his insight, his leadership. We're grateful for the the book that he wrote, the Doctrine of the Lesser Magistrates. We are grateful for his faithfulness, for his example. We're grateful for the fight that he stepped into to protect the unborn. Father, we are, we are grateful for the opportunity we have to, to share this conversation and to share this fellowship, to get to know each other, and to get people in the general public to get to know Matt as well. Father, we're grateful for Matt's church, for standing fast for 34 years. We're grateful for the example that he has set to his 11 kids and those around us, and being the head of his household for his 11 children and for being married for 40 years, for, for showing us that example. Father, we, we are grateful for your love for us. We're grateful for the, 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 the word that you have put in front of us. We are grateful for the foundation of, of this country and the opportunities that you've afforded us and that you have blessed us with in that foundation. Father, I ask you to please in all of this, please give us the strength to guard our hearts, guard our minds. Give us the ability to stand fast with courage, with stamina, to bring your word to those that may not have heard it or may have heard it but have forgotten it or may, not, may have heard it and understand it but are not following it. Father, help us to be examples in our community, to stand with courage. Help us all that we can become ambassadors of truth that we can stand shoulder to shoulder together and we can adopt the ethos of what they do to one of us, they do to all of us. That we can be brothers and sisters, regardless of race, regardless of, of anything that would, that would separate us, that we may stand together with the idea of restoring you to our community and making you that foundation once again of not just the laws, but just the how we operate as a country. Father, help us to be an example to other countries. Help us to be an example to other leaders. Help us to stand unselfishly together despite all of the risks, despite all of the consequences that we may face today, that we may suffer through those things knowing that in the end we will prevail. 
Father, I ask you to put a special blessing upon Matt and his wife and his kids and his grandkids, that he may have the ability to be protected as he goes out and speaks your words, as he goes out and talks about how to encourage those that are in positions of trust and authority, our leaders, that they may stand in your word. Father, please bless him with a sharp tongue when it is needed and a soft tongue when it, when it is also needed. Bless him with the strength to lead from the front while also recognizing the times that others may lead and that he may watch them lead. That help him to mentor others. That has, as, as we, we grow older, we can pass off the batons of leadership to others, that they may also stand in your word and they may stand as leaders for, for our country. Father, help us to strengthen the Christian faith. Help us to stand together in different, in different sects of the Christian faith, that we may understand the opportunity and the mission to restore order, restore you to our communities. Bless us with the wisdom that we may do the right thing and that we may honor, honor our commitment to our family, to our, to our friends, and with the courage that we have, that we can bring others to the table, that they too may march against the evil that has infected our government and our communities. Father, we ask all of these things with great gratitude. In the name of Jesus Christ, amen. Thank you, brother. Appreciate that. All right. Thank you. So, so I... I try not to get emotional. <laughs> it's a mixture of, of, of just absolute understanding and faith and, you know, frustration at just wanting people to wake up and to understand their commitment and the, and the reason why they're here. And it's not to eat tacos. It's not to go to work. This, this is a test of life. This is a test of our character and making sure that we can carry our seed forward with the love of God. And I'm just not sure that people understand that fully. It, it took me a while, but I do, I'm very grateful for your sacrifice and for the work that you've done. So thank you, Matt. Thank you for joining us. Thank you, Joe. It was an honor. God bless you, brother. God love bless you. you. Love you, brother. Matt Truella, what a great man. Well, that's it for this episode of Conservative Daily Podcast. I'm your host, Joe Oltman. It's been a pleasure to be with you. I know we ran over by about a half hour, um, but it was well worth it. So um, you get a chance, please go watch and listen to. You can go to Defy Tyranny. Um, I think it's defytyranny.com. Make sure I got that right. Yeah, defy defytyrants.com. Defytyrants.com. Um, and check out the teachings of the Doctrine of the Lesser Magistrates. Um, you can also go to countybeforecountry.org, and obviously, I think it's sermon, sermonaudio.com, right? Sermonaudio.com. You can go listen to his sermons. I actually have it um, on my phone, so I get to listen to his sermons. Um, so I've been stalking him a little bit, but uh, his 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 teachings are amazing. Um, it's time for you to become the ambassador of truth. It's, it's time for you to step in the gap. It's time for you to bring others with you, to walk door to door, and to speak truth. It's time for all of us to do those things. So we'll talk about truth here. We get a little spicy at times, but I'm going to tell you it's going to take all of us. It's going to take all of us standing shoulder to shoulder, right? What they do to one of us, they do to all of us. But faith without works is dead. That's James 2.26. Go check it out. 
God bless you all. I'll see you tonight. If you want to watch Conservative Daily Podcast, we go live Monday through Friday at 10 a.m. Mountain Time and 4 p.m. Mountain Time. You can find us live at conservative-daily.com, on Rumble, on Frank's Beach, where we go live on Lindell TV 2 at those same times, on DLive, and now on Odyssey. You can also find our episodes at brighteon.com. Make sure you also check out the link in the description to go to the Brighteon store and prepare you and your family with the awesome storable food and other products that they have there. You can find us on the audio edition at Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Pandora, iHeartRadio, TuneIn, Podbean, Audible, and everywhere else. Make sure you go and give us a five-star review and be that ambassador of truth. Share this episode with everyone who needs to hear it. Text the word FREEDOM to 89517 and we'll shoot you a text message when we're about to go live. Check out the description for our link to the daily newsletter so you get access to the fax blasts. We want to thank you for being a listener of Conservative Daily Podcast as we pursue truth and fight to restore our nation. We will continue to provide you with the most important information that the mainstream media will not show you. Now at conservative-daily.com, you have the option to become a member with us. Each membership option varies in access and discounts in regards to the ability to interact with the Daily Fax Blast, monthly savings, access to extra content, and interactions with the hosts and guests of the show. Go to conservative-daily.com and become a member right now for as little as $10 a month. Make sure you check out social media and find us everywhere at Conservative Daily and at Joel Oltman. We'll see you next time on Conservative Daily Podcast. It's time to do the hard work. Let's take our country back, patriots. God bless America.